0: Faith today. This is just this is a difficult subject, so we're going to scratch it, the surface of it. I'm embarking on writing a book about this at the moment, so um, I've been doing a lot of lot of thinking around it and trying to get my thoughts in some sort of order, progression for it to make the book make sense. Because I've probably <coughs> preached on this subject, I think uh, as much if not more than anything else in my my Christian experience. Um, certainly, I remember certainly since about 1995, it's one that, 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 that was groupy. me. I remember when I um, uh, <clears throat> was traveling to Mexico and doing some stuff, and, and God really uh, helped me and gave me a, an understanding through, looking at Romans chapter 4, about Abraham, and Abraham's the father of our faith. And there's are lessons there, and you know, there are many lessons to learn through through, through Abraham, and um, and through many other people, but Abraham in particular, in Romans four. Uh, and we haven't got time to look in that, into that in great detail today because we're going to base ourselves in one Peter. But uh, it's I don't, I don't it says Abraham faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. He faced the fact that the circumstances didn't look great, just from a human perspective. But it it, it, it he never wavered uh, through unbelief regarding the promise of God. This is it because he was fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. Now, that's something I've, I've worked on, because I think <coughs> when you're going on a journey of faith, you're, you're on a the journey of being fully persuaded. And, um, and there are aspects of, of your Christian life where you will be fully persuaded already. But I, I haven't got to do any work today to make you fully persuaded on some aspects of Christianity.
1: Yeah. And if, you, if you've got leadership proof in my church or something you know there are certain things that you know your people done. you start, you, know, you, couldn't, you can
0: you couldn't persuade them not to believe it <laughs> um, hope, hopefully you know they believe Jesus is God yeah that, 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 but, well probably before they're born again they they might not have done it. Um, I often say it, it's in in uh, in probably now living, and um, you know, speaking and praying in tongues is pretty much accepted and so if you say I pray in tongues Yep, yep. thank you very much. Yep, done. <coughs> and, and most of you would know that you can pray in tongues, you don't hope you can pray in tongues. But when I was born again at the charismatic mule in mid seventies, you know, there was a woo you know praying in tongues could, could actually definitely consign you to the side room after church in one of those strange meetings that you were allowed to have only if uh, <coughs> or, or you said Oh you can't do that or or you, think, or you hoped you could do it like I did I, hoped I was doing it and not making it up I don't know if anybody else have that experience when they started speaking at times I started doing it because back got baptized in the spirit spontaneously I had no teaching about it no idea this language well I didn't know the language this sound started to come out of my mouth well, what is that I, you know, it's easy to consider that you're going crazy at that point in time um, which makes it very easy for the devil to come along and say you're making it up yeah. And so actually I nullified that gift in my my life for, for nine months because although God had given it to me, because I, I didn't believe I got it, or it wasn't genuine, it wasn't real or so I didn't use it. So although God had given me something, it was of no use to me. So then I had a friend of mine who came along and basically he managed to in a nice way, persuade me that God had give me a gift, it was okay, and you can do it, so I started doing it. But what, when I first started doing it, I'm still hoping that this is okay. Mm-hmm. I'm still <laughs> I don't hope now, I know. You see, I, it's that sense, and that soon, it, it took, took me probably you know, a, a couple of months before that was, that was settled in, in my mind. Um, and But it was a huge battleground across church life 40 years ago. Well, we yeah. don't have that battleground as much now. Yeah, you know, I think I I can't remember being in an environment in the last twenty years where, if I say I speak in tongues, people are objecting. I have, I've heard that people won't see from a escape and a print environment, but you think, that's really unusual now. That's really unusual. It's, they might not want it, but they're, they're not objecting to. It. And I, I'd say that that's 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 a battle that's being won to put back into. Um, Christianity, which is just the normal, normal that Jesus anticipated for us, because there's so much that, that gets lost because the devil robs us, robs us of stuff. So, uh, and, and, and faith is, is is a is an ongoing journey of, uh, it says, it's, it's the assurance thing things hoped for. So you can hope that you actually get to assurance. Um, this this year I think 500th and 500th anniversary of um, the. Uh, the Reformation. Mm-hmm. Back in those days, you know, the agonies they went to to try and get assurance of salvation. Yeah. We know we okay, ah, done so. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank in heaven? Yes. that we? Could we got an understanding of the grace of God that means that that's that's available? But, so we we're not fighting that battle. So, uh, so what I'm to do is, is actually register where you actually got a faith that actually is. <laughs> Uh, are you born again? Yes. No, you are? Yes. Definitely? Yes. Who gave you the faith to know that? Yeah, you've got a gift of faith because actually you were dead in your sin. <coughs> and he gave, you, he gave you faith that could actually raise you out of that, 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 that death into new life. And so when I say to people, have you got a gift of faith? Because it's one of those strange things people say, I'm mm, so. so, not sure I could claim that because most of us think we haven't got enough. Um, we did have it in the first place. He gave you enough to people to again, and then you go on the journey, so actually you have got faith, because He gave it to you. Mm-hmm. This question is it, it, how is that faith growing, and it grows at different rates in different areas of uh, Christian experience really. So, um, you know, it, i heard testimony this morning of, of pretty much wherever we, wherever we go, as, uh, on our mission teams with the students is we we set up prophetic appointments and the impact they have upon any environment we can go into. We know they're profound Um, but if I took you back um, ten years in this church we would have been able to do that because we were at a place where we, we, we actually were assured that everybody could prophesy. We had an idea of it, but it certainly wasn't a reality and we had to go through a whole journey to make that a normal within Eastgate. That's a normal with an We can now take it to, to other places and it becomes hopefully normally at other places. So, so I'm trying to help you is there's, there's, a, there's a journey that we, we make. and I've always found it really helpful to face the facts, Abraham faced the facts that, that you don't get over uh, unbelief by saying I do believe, I do believe, I do believe when you don't. <laughs> Does that make sense? So actually coming to terms with the bits where we don't believe is actually really important to actually making the journey towards belief. And I'll put on um, the notes here, we'll have a look at this passage. One of the questions is why does God test our faith? So let's have a look at 1 Peter 1. What I want to do in the first bit of this um, is sort of basically I have a look at this and then I want to actually go through what I think are 10 key uh, uh, pointers of how you grow in faith. So we'll have a look at the first bit and then the second part we'll, we'll talk about how in, in, um, practically you can grow in faith and then we'll have a, a bit of a sort of a finish off with receive, receive from God and where he can give you a gift and he can stir you up in your growing faith. So... Hopefully, by the time you leave this place in the next couple of hours, you will grow in faith. Is that alright? That will happen. I like it. It will happen. It, no, because it's going to happen. Um, <coughs> so, that's so one piece of one. Yeah, this is, here's something, I got, got a new iPad last week, so I'm having to learn how to do it. It's the upgraded model, but I'm still learning how to use that, mate, because... The older one was easier to use, but you what to do That's another picture right? <laughs> so, so hopefully it will stay on. <laughs> but uh, <coughs> I gonna have to get it back on, but it turned itself off in a minute. But it's, that's, that's another little illustration. When, when, you, when you get an upgrade or something, Usually. it seems less useful than what you just had. So, have to push when you're pushing through for stuff, sometimes it seems less fruitful than what you previously does. It? So one Peter one says this praise Peter, the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And I love that. So what have you be what you be born into? I'll tell you that. I'm not a living hope. So so that that tells you what what what's really important. So so when you're born again, you come come into a place of a living hope. Now a living thing is is, is a, it, obviously it's alive, but it's growing, it's progressing, you know, just like a baby. So so this living hope is, is, is meant to grow and flourish within you. And I think what that means is is you know, things that you hope for, and then you get established in Christianity. Is is, is what's coming next? Where, where's the next level of hope arising. Because yes, that living hope will keep going. So what are you hoping for now? Which is why things like um, dreams, like we've done with the dream journey, yeah, see, that's really activating people. Think, actually there's more. Um, wow, how far does this kingdom really stretch, this kingdom of heaven? Yeah. Um, and, it, it's, and I think it's really important. So this is not a self-improvement program. This is a discovery of God program. And, and how good is he? Well, better than I thought. Mm. How loving is he? Well, actually, well, even more loving than I thought, because you get, he says that the Bible tells that we might have power to grasp how high and wide and deep is the love of God. Now, when people meet the God of power, they actually understand his love in a greater way. So I would suggest to you the guy I talked about on the streets of Inverness who's risen to love anymore, because he had a power encounter with the living God and had a greater understanding that God loves him. and the guy you know, with, his, with his cancer had an encounter with God and in that, <clears throat> no, his pain disappeared and, and he, he, he's he, his, his understanding of the love of God has been informed by his encounter with the power of God and, the, and love and power are always put together and I think it's the same you know, it says this, that love always hopes so our hope always needs to be alive Who's going to try and rob you of your hope? The devil. How will he do that? He'll try and get you to focus around disappointments, (coughs) fear. There's all sorts of things that are enemies about faith, which we'll have a look at as well as we go forward. So So we've got to be born again into a living hope and into an inheritance that can never perish, fall or fade. So not only have you got a living hope, but you've got an inheritance which you can spend when you come into an inheritance, it's not about whether you've died, it's about whether somebody else has died and you've just come into what they've earned. Hmm. Hmm. Which is true. So, 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 how much did Jesus earn for us when he paid the price on the cross? So, and there's a discovery there of, of, of how large the inheritance is. Um, and, again, lots we've heard before we talk about this, but the parable of what's called the prodigal son, I prefer to call it the good dad, is that that both sons were given their inheritance and both squandered it. Mm. Mm. But one squandered it by not using it. Mm. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting thought.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: The younger son squandered it in more obvious ways. Mm. The older son squandered it by not recognising he got it by having a bad attitude to his dad. And even that continued. So actually who, who who started to benefit from the inheritance the quickest? The younger one, the that. So actually the younger one's the guy who actually comes in. The tragedy of that story is the older brother. Now what I find fascinating is, is that most Christians have sympathy for the older brother in that story. Just examine yourself, so, say go through that story and say, Hey, yeah yeah that's definitely not fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how come he gets all that back when he's just been off there with the prostitutes and the wow? He's you know, what, what does God think he's doing? Blessing that person who's mucked their life up with drugs? And there they are, praying for the sick and they get healed. What does God think he's doing?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What well, he thinks he's giving an inheritance and this guy's using it question is what you do with yours. And that, that's, that's that whole thing of, of comparison and competition with Christianity and judgmental attitude actually will often stop you getting hold of your inheritance. You won't stop it being available, it'll stop you actually interesting is it another part says, you know, when it talks about um, yeah, lists of sins, yeah, which you uh, say don't do these things, why? Because actually those who do these things won't see the kingdom. You know, it's, 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 it's not there it's actually you won't see it come into reality didn't say I am giving you a key but actually, but actually you won't see it in reality because um, there's all sorts of things that can distract us from seeing the reality of what God has made available to us <clears throat> so this inheritance is kept in heaven for you that's not bad now it's kept in heaven for you now we could I think in mean the past I would have thought okay that's good that's to look forward to when I die but that's not what I now understand because actually I'm seated with him in heavenly places so so what I have it's it's secured, it's not dependent upon my human circumstances but actually I can pray for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven so actually I'm appropriating what's available in heaven and bring it to bear on planet earth without worrying that it's actually going to perish for your faith that means I've always got more available to me. And this was really important. Actually, a number of years ago, when I used to go to Mexico, um, and we have to see all sorts of things happen, including people being raised from the dead and, and paralytic. <coughs> and the power of God just breaking out wherever I was. Um, I used to go with, with my mate Ray Lowe and various other guys. And, and, and each time i go, I'd say, hey, Ray, what do you want me to do this time? He says, well, I want you to do your faith thing. I think, well, I don't know what my faith thing is, but I'll, <coughs> I'll be me. Um, yeah, that stuff that you do? <laughs> okay, I'll just go, I'll just go on with it. But it, it. In one sense it bothered me, but it, 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 it was my faith thing. You know? I thought, what, what's my faith thing? Oh. Once I realised I've got a gift of faith, I knew what I was talking about. Because I, it, it wasn't that I'd earned it, it's just I'd been given it. But actually, I knew the source of it, which is a gift. That's coming out of heaven, then I can always go back to for more because it never perishes, us or fades. So if you've got a gift from heaven, mm-hmm. you've got access, it's, it's an unlimited supply that you've tapped into. Mm-hmm.
1: You
0: now, if you think of something like a short box, you think, where does he get that stuff from? Mm-hmm. How does he do that? Tapped into heaven. And he's just pushing the boundaries out. I love seeing it because you the know, first time I saw him really pushing some of the boundaries out, I <laughs> think, wow! Um, and he was really nervous and he's very humble about it. But actually, I've seen, actually now, those sort of things. His normal is, is actually kind of not our normal, is it? Mm-hmm. Well, many of us know Julian Adams. You know Julian? Yeah. Julian's normal. Beyond what our normal is, what they got? Gift. Can I aspire to that? Can I? Can I? Can I eagerly desire spiritual gifts? I can, so I need to, because <coughs> it's not that I'm trying to get something that's not already available. I'm just making hold of what already has been made available. It says this: that, that <coughs> this inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief. In all kinds of trials. So, how many of you face any trials? <coughs> every hand should be going up now because that's important. The Bible tells me, is every day you've got trouble enough of its own? So, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a regular supply of trouble. Um, I don't know if any of the rest of you did did, did, did the silly thing I did when I was young. And I was reading all sorts of books you know, about, you know, um, Oh, there's the revivals in Cambodia, you get, you know, Jackie Pullinger, you've got Rumble, Baby Run, you've got all these people doing amazing things and, and all sorts of things. and, and extraordinary, extraordinary stories. And then you they, things coming out of China and, oh man, they, you know, they've got stuff going on there. What's the secret? And somebody told me, the secret was persecution. I thought, oh right, no, I need a bit of persecution. <laughs> anybody else have that? The secret? <laughs> the secret was that they were persecuted, so they really had to believe. Did anybody else get this stuff? So, so, so what, uh, what, what you Western Christians need is a good dose of persecution, because that will really sharpen you up. <laughs> oh, okay. Can't, I can't say it's a whole heart, hearted prayer, but I'm come up with <laughs> persecution, not too much, if you know, I'm gonna... <laughs> I don't yeah, mind doing Actually, that's stupid. I don't live in their context. You don't I mean, pray at persecution, you know Actually, pray that peace might be around. Mm-hmm. You might preach the gospel. There's nothing magic about persecution. But what you do find is people who extraordinarily overcome it with faith in the, in the midst of persecution. They're an inspiration, but they're not an inspiration for persecution, they're an inspiration of faith.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I'm telling you, there's enough trouble every day. Don't need to for more kind of silly to, to ask more but when it's coming your way what do you do about it now does God send it uh, well sometimes sometimes not it, it comes in all sorts of ways so uh, the idea that God sends all our trials I don't believe does he allow them to, actually does he send something yeah I do believe because I, I believe he knows what he's doing I don't have to believe he sends sickness um Um, but I do believe he disciplines his kids what he says if you're not disciplined you're not a child so so he's got ways of doing it Um, and so rather than get bothered by the source of the trials I try and learn the lessons of the trials uh, early on in my Christian life I realised that God's a really good teacher because I found myself going through some similar circumstances that I'd already faced before I don't forget about that and they think so, I, I prefer to learn the lesson first time round. So, <laughs> it's my I think, Okay, God, What's going on here? What am I learning? What you, what, what's going on? What, how do I grow in this? I, I'd recommend it as well, because if you don't learn that, you've got to quite capable of bringing it round again. Or allowing it to come round again. Because he really does want us to learn. Because it says this, okay, in verse 7, about trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith or, or other, this is this is a sort of slightly uh, this is the newer version of the NIV they are here. the older version says that the, your, your faith may be proved genuine um, the, the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold uh, which perishes even though refined by fire may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed so a number of years ago I thought well what, what, what does genuine faith look like? I think that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and um, one time when I was in Mexico, I, I, um, I bought some uh, some rocks home with me because um, they've got a big mining industry over there and I had to be visiting the place. And um, these rocks
2: sure look like gold.
0: And they were really cheap. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, why are you laughing? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Sorry, was it? gold, yeah they were fulls gold, I actually knew they were fulls gold, but, but, but it, was, it was a sense I bought some false gold and i still got them home because they look actually really impressive, they look like they look gold, they're shiny um, and now if, if I genuinely believed that I was getting gold cheap in Mexico, I'd been going back and forth in Mexico a lot and <laughs> stashing it up, <coughs> what, would, what would it be like if I said I've got my retirement sorted? <laughs> Could covered, full covered? No reason why I've got this. Boxes in my loft full of the stuff that I need. <coughs> and I come to come to come to retirement and I decide so like, I need to cash this in now, and I take it to somebody <laughs> and they say that's not worth a lot. What would I be? Literally a fool. Because something, it could look like something, but if it's not, it doesn't have the same worth. What, what, what needs to happen for, to know that that's not genuine gold? It has to be tested. You see, I, I don't know how to test it. I can either be taken back, so there are tips. So that people, people don't have to test that to find out whether that's a genuine thing. And, one i have said to you, God knows how to test your faith so you've got the genuine article because he doesn't want you to be left with full faith. And one of the reasons for that is <coughs> is that, that faith is an eternal issue. So there are three things that pass through the grave. Faith, hope and love we I help you understand because if you believe that you only need faith in this life you don't really understand it and this is the goodness of the of Father that he will test your faith so that you've got the genuine article because he wants you to take that with you because I believe that's part of your reward. <clears throat> How many of you are going to know God when you get to heaven? Yeah. How many of you think there will be more to discover? So you'll, 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 you'll get the Listen, How many of you like a good head start? <laughs> that, that's the opportunity that this world provides. is a head start in, in, in understanding who good God is. Making an expression on planet Earth. <coughs> And what I'm going to do is, is, is hopefully yeah, over the course of this, this short time we you understand that. But faith is basically your connection with God. How many would how many of you would say you you've you had not just a greater understanding, but a greater experience of God the healer in the last ten years? Okay. So you've discovered some more of who God is? That's faith. Genuine faith is actually genuine connection with Him. And <coughs> how do you grow faith when really you come on to How, how do I recognise unbelief? Or how do I recognise lack of faith? Because there's that kind of, oh, I do believe, I'll be able to come my unbelief. I think that's really, we're all in that stage. Um, and, uh, but it's good to recognise where I do believe. So I don't want you to rubbish the faith you've already got because then you won't, that doesn't help you grow. Because if you're trying to grow in areas where you've already got it, you're not going to grow in areas you haven't got it. You're focusing in the wrong place. Mm. 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 (coughs) So so if you've got got a child who's got maths sample and they get 10 out of 10, they don't need to focus on what they've just done. What they do need to do is grow in. You get 8 out of 10. Good. Well done. Don't need to worry too much about the 8. What do you need to concentrate on? The The 2. So that's how you grow. Doesn't mean, say, you've got Rubbish, I suppose. Those are in the bank. You know I'm saying so. It's actually understanding where you would believe is, is a helpful foundation for where you go, which is why I think the whole idea is, is, oh, I'm not this, I'm not that. I don't. It is, 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 is a false humility that robs us. Well, I think false humility is a real problem that we have to face. So, okay. So, <clears throat> so your your faith is going to be tested, so it can be proved genuine because it's of greater worth than gold. I, I come across people and this is particularly true when it comes down to praying for the sick and i think it's it's <coughs> it, that's one of the big challenges where, where faith is is currently being tested um and hear me right this is not a judgment but it is an observation and it's I think i think that people think that I find a lot of people praying desperation and anxiety rather than hope faith. There's a hope underlying, underlying it, but but yeah I and that and I have people <laughs> and uh, are you telling me I haven't got enough faith, faith? because <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 an answer that gives you a hope going forward. Whereas if you think you've been praying in faith and you haven't then you know, I can't help you much. Um, I only see that Jesus me one answer basically to why people don't get healed is is, is that somehow we haven't got enough faith that our connection with with God is is not being sufficient in that situation to release heaven on earth. Um,
1: Now a lot of people don't like that, so it
0: might be a little bit simplistic and all sorts of stuff because actually I understanding, but you know. Yeah, people can be sick because of demons, well, but then my faith in that situation is I need to be able to discern that, which is discerning sp- spirits, I need to, to be able to hear from God, which is about faith, and then I just get rid of the demons and then we go from there. But most but, but sickness is not caused by demons, it's, it's physical, physical reality, and we live in a world that is afflicted by, you know, fallen <laughs> nature. Um, so, I'm it my personal mission in life, and this is the mission of Eastgate, to, to grow in faith so that heaven is more and more expressed through my life and through this life, through this, this, you know, this church. Um, and one, one, one thing that I love now is <laughs> some of the students, they play a game, they're daytime students, some evening students do as well. So when they come into Eastgate, they, they, they start to work out how far away they can feel the presence of God. It's quite interesting, so as much as they do, as soon as they come over the rise then, and so I think just something they can see the building. But anyway, um, and a couple in the church, um, they were just coming back from uh, being away and these used holidays with their kids, and they'd been ill all the time they'd been away. And, then <laughs> and they weren't thinking much about it, I mean, just keen to get home, you know, it was quite a long journey home, so they're not feeling too great, the you know, holidays have been a bit... A bit that's a bit sport, but I'm not feeling well. So, oh, I'm just going to get home. They said, they, said, they didn't really realise it until they got home. But actually, they, they drove, on that of they got from there. They said, so they drove a mile on the A2. I'll see you they felt better. <laughs> now, it wasn't that they, wasn't <laughs> they were looking for it. It was just like that they, they suddenly realised it. And it happened to both of them. Mm-hmm. That's oh, that's kind of cool, isn't it? Because what, what makes me think, Oh, actually we're starting to get good feminine out of there. Mm. The people are,
2: are, are, are coming into our sphere.
0: Mm. most of us know how to create an atmosphere, don't we? Mm. Mm. You know how to create an atmosphere? Mm. Yeah, everybody does. You can do it. Most of us have managed to create an atmosphere around us when we're not getting the wrong way.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, you can tell, can't you? And I bet you know how to do it. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't do it very often, but but that's, you,
2: know,
0: you you, you comp- Most people can comp- 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 portray when they're not happy. And, you know, and you, you've ever walked in? Have you ever walked into a room and you're thinking, Ooh. <laughs> you know, you, you, you don't, <laughs> what? Nobody said anything? You just, just you you just entered into an atmosphere now what happens to you in an atmosphere you, you tend to shrink down to adapt to it don't you <laughs> me it up here. <laughs> or maybe you're the brave one who's going to ch- change the atmosphere we, we can change atmospheres. we really <laughs> can and I think faith is, is the thing that does it. so your faith is worth more than gold so <laughs> raising a child from the dead and giving, it, giving her back to the mum. You can't buy that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have that one. Um, in my memory bank. I, I can see it today. You can't take that away from me. See, that's never been a very sport of bank. I appropriate my inheritance there in Mexico, 1995. And I've got something that's worth more than that.
2: And that story went
0: on, later on, that after uh, the people who stayed there, they were telling me, it was last year, that the miracles kept on happening, and there's another child raised from the dead, not too long after that. And that whole area is now completely transformed by the goodness power and love of God. I mean completely transformed, it was the most desolate place I've ever seen on planet Earth. And now it's vibrant. And there are, ch- there are churches now expressing themselves all across this mountainous community, kingdom of heaven has arrived. So, how do you think that makes me feel. I can't buy that. Oh, you know, that is, that's worth more than gold. Am I taking credit for it? No. God, God. was I it? Yes. Doesn't say there's a difference. I'm not, I don't know, it had nothing to do with it. Actually, it did have nothing to do with me because I actually prayed in faith. But I'm not taking the I can do that, but I cannot connect to somebody who can. That, that's the job that I've got in front of me. <clears throat> okay, so it says, Your faith is worth all in gold, which perishes even though refined by fire. This is that your 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 faith look at this, may result in praise, glory, and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed.
1: That's loud. <laughs> it's, always it's always embarrassing, isn't it? It's always embarrassing, but
0: it <laughs> <laughs> was quite powerful. See, if we don't grow faith, as in somehow we're not giving God the praise, glory, and honour, you? Do you think God gets glory and honour when miracles? Yeah, it's good. That's good. So though you have not seen him, you love him and even though you do, see, do not see him now you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Isn't that beautiful? A glorious joy. For you are receiving and that, the goal of your faith the end result of your faith the salvation of your souls. So what's, what's, what's the result of genuine faith? What salvation your souls mean? Because that, that's that's an interesting. Because we have a very limited view of what that means. But if that's the word "sozo," is a up. Um, that is the whole well-being. That's your what, 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 what you're achieving with your faith. As you connect to God, is actually God is releasing into your life. his shalom. His well-being. It's the salvation of your souls is, is not just, I've got a ticket to heaven. Again, I think previously I would have interpreted that with, with a view that actually oh, the end result is I get to go to heaven. No, the, the end result is actually here and now I get the sure of God and then that that journey continues with me through into all of eternity. And one of the things that helps me process this recently was, was, was I did a sort of Pictorial diagram, let's just to try and have people understand. It's a bit, bit mind bending, but bear with me. Is, is, it, <coughs> we have eternal life right now, yes? yes. And I don't think any of us are arguing about that, but what does that literally mean? Well, it means you actually have existence outside of time. because eternity is not a long time. Eternity isn't a measure of time. time. Time time, is a measure of a limited quality. We have a very difficult job understanding eternity because I, I, I suggest most of us think of it as a long time. And we even think about it. When we've been there 10,000 years, shining out of the sun... We've no let days to see a secret place when we all begun. Well actually the idea is actually that when we all begun What he is one without beginning or end. Eternity hasn't has got a beginning and an end. Otherwise it can be eternity. Right. <laughs> it also be at if it had a beginning. Make sense to you? I <laughs> know uh, this is a <laughs> And And what I describe is that we, we, we live in a temporal reality. We, we live in time. We literally do. Um, but what i saying is that I remember in, in the, the days when I did A level physics, you know, we had three dimensions and we were toying with a fourth, you know. A, Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Is time a dimension? How many dimensions are there now in the string theory? I know there are at least 11. They're, they're pretty confident of this. Some are saying that there are 18 dimensions in the universe. I, I, now, I have no, I'm have i a scientist, but I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> Is anybody good on string theory around here? Well, one of those things, well, I have no idea what they're talking about. But, but scientists are really, really confident. That there are not just four even five, actually, not, and you know, where they, they're solid on pretty much 11 dimensions and more. See, what they're discovering is actually more of, of a reality that surrounds us, that actually we live in. So we live in a temporal reality, even that is sort of expanding, but I would suggest we, we live, our overall reality that we live in is eternity. So, <laughs> which actually has no begin or end. So even even trying to describe it in a picture isn't correct. But it's to- so we exist in this, which is that as well, because this exists within that. <coughs> that helps me understand. That when I'm seated with him in heavenly places, I'm actually that because that's not time limited. I can be doing that in my with my frame of reference now as well as being here You with me on that? So it's not it's not I'm waiting for that to be true. When I die, it's actually true now. And somehow I get to bring that truth into this bit of that reality. But even that reality we're understanding in basic measures God reveals it to us. So so what's the salvation of my soul look like it looks like it's existing in His reality. So elsewhere it talks about we are partakers of His nature. Which is eternal and infinite. So actually somehow we get to partake of eternity and infinity. But we have a very finite minds to try and grasp that, which is why you need peace that passes all understanding, enjoy the process <laughs> And, uh, what we've got is, a, is a limited, but it, it's, it, ooh, it's now, you grasp actually, there's pretty much nothing, nothing that's impossible. Because hmm. what you're doing with faith is you're connecting to the reality of who God is, discovering it, and then I was saying to somebody earlier on today that the, the Bible talks, tells us to actually um, ask for. for Uh, Holy Spirit of wisdom and revelation So, as God reveals things to you that are not necessarily easily understandable you're then going to need the wisdom of how you apply that to planet earth so revelation on its own uh, is great but without wisdom alongside it it would generally be lacking now if you lack wisdom what should you do? ask him what will God do? Give it to you in what measure? So generously and without finding fault. So, so he is willing to give you a, he's not a fault finder, he's a generous father who loves to give you wisdom. And I think wisdom and faith you to interact. So how do I recognise unbelief? Because I think that's quite important. Um, generally, generally, I I, like I say is usually the contrast to to, to belief. So, <coughs> the fruit of the Spirit are a good indicator of where you've connected to God. Love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, gentleness, and um, right, self-control, all those things. Um, so, <coughs> if you've lost your peace, what's just happened, you've probably got some unbelief going on yeah somehow you've lost connection even though he's inside you you've got a river inside you you've actually got the God of Peace inside you so if you've got the God of Peace inside you that's that, that connection <coughs> that's normal so if you've lost your peace somehow something's come in that, that's mucked up the system you say well you're telling me I have got enough faith what well, I'm saying is you somehow you're not connecting with what's of available, which is actually somehow something you've gone wrong with your faith mechanisms. And hear me on this, that's not, a, that's not a judgment or a condemnation, it's just a, a, a fact. Now the trouble with this is people f- somehow feel condemned when they haven't come to terms with lack of faith, so they'll... Do, 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 do explaining around with, I think I'm not condemning you from saying you've got lack of faith I may have got lack of faith the answer is actually I need to grow in faith which is this is a fantastic opportunity it's not a threat it's like, wow you know, I can grow in faith so I don't have a problem with say, coming to turn with that when I lack lack faith because that gives me something to aim that so if I've lost my joy something's gone wrong But you can lose your patience. <laughs> 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 How about gentleness? It's one of those fruit of the spirit that we don't necessarily talk all around. I did a sermon about gentleness a few, a few years ago, to the recognized We don't talk about it, what do we? well, kindness? What's kindness? So if you're expressing this, actually that just it demonstrates connection, which is faith.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's a mistake to think that the, that the only expression of great faith is is amazing miracles and healing happening at my sap, my hand. Uh, so who, who was who's the most obvious guy in the New Testament Jesus said, Wow, I'm not seeing such great faith as that in It's mm-hmm. the centurion. Okay. so if you think that so, ooh, so Jesus said wow look at this guy's great faith but well, what had he done? not lot. <laughs> he believed that, that's all he did he came to Jesus and he had confidence in Jesus did he heal his own servant? no uh, all he did was connect to Jesus with an absolute surefire confidence of trust. and sin. Jesus said, Jesus, I'm gonna come with this. actually don't even need to come. Just say what That's what Jesus said. Man, this guy knows who I am. That's what's going on. Here. Jesus said, Well, he really knows how this works. Because he knows I've got spiritual authority, that's what they say. I'm a man of, I know this works, but it's got nothing to do with the, with geographic realms. It's got to do with the fact that you've got authority over every disease and every sickness, which is an Aspects of the kingdom of darkness in that world and all you need to do is you say the word and it's done that is what genuine faith looks like is that, that connection to Jesus with an absolute surefire, confident expectation that Jesus not only can do but is willing to do it and as I say there are certain things in, in, in you know, my Christian life where I have that and certain things which I don't um, and the places where I don't look are usually the things that trouble me. Mm-hmm. So how do I apply faith to the areas that trouble me? So, for instance, you might have heard me say that when my mum was dying of cancer, you know, I prayed for her but we weren't getting anywhere. And when she died, um, I wasn't that interested in praying for the sick. I wasn't ditching it completely, but at that, that moment what did I need? I needed, I needed comfort. So who did I need to connect to? The Comforter. So that it takes faith to connect to the Comforter when you need comfort. It's not a lack of faith. That makes sense. It's not a lack of faith to need the Comforter. the Holy Spirit, He said, Jesus, I will send the Comforter to you. Didn't He? So that's not a lack of faith. But what will the Comforter do to you? He'll restore you back to a place of peace, of hope and love, joy, kindness. Even in the middle of the most difficult circumstances. So great faith is not just about doing miracles, it's connecting to God in whatever circumstance you find yourself. And anybody can do that any day, any time. So every day is an opportunity to grow in faith. That's what I think. Every day. Every day's got enough trouble of its own. Woo-hoo. Opportunity. Having a great time. Opportunity. Keep going. Because one of the challenges is when it's going really well, because you can think you don't need to connect to those quite so much. Mm-hmm. It's all along. <laughs> That's a test. It's a test. And I, I remember reading a book, and I can't remember for the life of what it was called. It, it, was, about, it, was, it was about money. And um, really good book, really good book, 200 years ago. And it said this: it said, of, uh, Christians who face persecution and suffering, broadly speaking, 90% of people pass that test of faith, holding on to God. Yeah. His observation: this guy kind of said, 90% of Christians who, f- who face. That the trial of prosperity failing <laughs> <laughs> Because prosperity can actually make yourself dependent yes. and not need the connection. An interesting trial. Because not many of us would necessarily think that's a trial. At the oh. moment I would suggest that Eastgate's in this strange place. Good place. Out <laughs> Our test at the moment is, is how do we cope with abundance? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we pitch ourselves, all happening around us. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, we've got stories coming back from the mission teams, miracles happening here, there, and everywhere. You know, we have multiple miracles here every week, it's not, not an issue. We're not striving for that, it's just our
1: reality. Now, we could think, oh, well, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, that's a weird escape. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 Now we are celebrating them, but if we take start to take the credit for it we are in trouble. Yes. You
0: know, we start to build our formulas and our, and stuff you will know, be funny it's easy easy to create Christian formulas and then market them. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. That's not a good idea, I do now I'm not saying there aren't helpful things out there but it, it, I'm not trying to judge but actually the motivation of your heart is, is, is tested by this and the connection of your heart so like, actually I'm, I'm really thrilled by what Jamie said today and he's testing me actually how people really love people wow, that's a beautiful one. That, that, that thrilled me more than anything else I heard about miracles I'm excited about miracles but I oh my goodness we've got people who love people that's brilliant because without love faith is just a noisy symbol uh, 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 I'm glad that, that our people are connected first to all to the love of God and then they connect people to love. Okay, how's it doing? So why does god test our faith? What's well, the result of genuine faith? Have I recognise unbelief? What is genuine faith? I think we've done those. Any questions about that before we do If I give you a long break, you're going to disappear in me. I'm not going to get more... Anybody need a lubric? break? I'm yeah. going to put that up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Any questions about what I've just done before I put on to the <laughs> next bit? Because what I want to teach you is, is 10 steps to growing in faith. Can
1: you, can yeah.
0: you say anything about that.
1: yeah I think so um, so people who are
0: struggling at any moment in time um, it depends what people can't find faith it, it's, it's, what, what, you know, can they find a solution for that issue maybe not can they find peace that passes or understanding yes so I think sometimes people don't it's like the it, it, It's. I needed a comforter that was faith Mm. What well, I
2: needed other people around me. You know, we, we, you know when I my mum was dying of cancer, I see, um, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be healed. But
0: my faith, my faith in that specific was, 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 was diminishing or <laughs> <laughs> increasing. You know, even was So the fact that I had others around me who were exercising their faith in that was really important. Mm-hmm. And I think faith is best-processed communally, rather mm-hmm. than individually. Mm-hmm. Um, so God's given us a shield of faith. But actually, if you look at the Roman shield, it's actually a pretty inadequate shield. On mm-hmm. top. how was it designed to operate? Yeah, it was designed, it was designed to operate in, in partnership with everybody else. So actually, when they put all their individual shields together then they, they, they provided an impenetrable barrier that would, would put out any flaming darts, whichever, whichever direction they're coming from. So I think I think when you've got something wrong, there needs to be strong community faith. Mm-hmm. And protected in that. But just all you need to do is somehow hold that up there. That's all you need to do, because the rest of us have got to recover. But, but whatever you do, don't run, don't break things. And I think isolation is one of the biggest problems that people face. And uh, I think what we. If people feel condemned because they've got they're struggling then they will isolate themselves. Because, you know, so I think our responsibility is to help people understand what genuine faith looks like is really important. And not condemn people, but actually recognise I think even with. I don't know, I don't know if they did it, that taught us, but you could imagine actually, you could, people, I don't know if they were retreated into a wounded mind whether they could retreat in the middle or so, so they just started to close, to get up. I don't know. Um, I could imagine that as, as a picture whereas we could protect you yeah. and you're still part of us and you're failing that, you're trusting us that we're going to protect you yeah. but, so is community is a really important part of that yeah, love, it's, it's love, a lot of people not condemnation, I think it's, it's one of these ones, I, you know, I used to do a disclaimer when I did evening school, or evening so, I'll tell you you haven't got enough faith, please don't come and tell me I'm condemning you, I'm not, I'm just trying to help you face the reality, I'm not, I'm not condemning you, I'm just, doing part But we're all learning how to go and sing. So I, I think a great church is one that's got a lot of shields. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Mm. And you know what, that's, that was not a, a defensive formation. Mm. Solving. That's how they attacked. So think the shield of like faith—that—that that, oh, that's the way we protect ourselves. So that, that's also necessary going okay. forward. Oh, you're going forward. Oh, you want to take any ground? The best place is your shield blocks come together. So the shield of faith is not just a defensive mechanism. It's how we take down the enemy. Because actually, okay, you've got me on something. Because basically, if you if you treat the shield of faith as only defensive, because the devil's out to get us. It, it, you, what you what can easily introduce into the system is a fear of the devil who's yeah. more powerful than we are and the only, only use of our faith is, is when we're going backwards that is, that's, that is uh, I think a common thought is ah, pop one shield of faith up extinguish all the flaming officers of the devil coming at me, how many of you think this? oh, ah, hope I'm ready to pop this shield up you know, because he's out to get me well he's out to get me but actually he was in us greater than he was in the world Mm -hmm. so my faith in that place is actually I'm confident in God if I've got a great confidence in the devil's ability than in God's ability then I've got unbelief which is actually like um, it's why revelation is an important issue so if I'm more convinced of the devil's ability to deceive me than God's ability to, to give me revelation now, how many Christians went, oh, no, 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 no I couldn't do that, why, oh, because basically, fearful of the devil's deception rather than confident of God's revelation, is not a great place to be. So, have you got the mind of Christ? Yeah, so be confident in that. I've got the mind of the devil but he can tempt me. So what do I do? I resist him. Resist him, he flees. Draw close to God, he draw close to me. It's easy. Lots of Christianity is basically very simple as long as you've actually got <laughs> part, the things right. It's, 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 if, if I make, you know, if I somehow get the devil too big in my sight out of perspective, I'm, no, I'm not unaware of him, that's stupid. But well, I, you know, I don't concentrate on him. Um, if something else I thought recently, you know, Jesus did only what he saw the Father do? Mm-hmm. Which I find interesting. No, was, did that mean he's unaware of the stuff around him? No? But when he goes to the gathering of you're not thinking, ooh, is he going to be tricky? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he just knows what the Father's doing, and, and he's completely confident in that. And one thing that I find quite, quite interesting stroke frustrating agree, is where a lot of prophetic voices, all they can pick up is the bad stuff going on in the room.
2: I, I find it fascinating. So, so, so ooh, oh, there's, oh, ooh, there's a lot of people struggling
0: here today. Maybe. Ooh, um, yeah, there's, 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 oh, there's a lot of fear in this place today. Yeah, okay. Eh?
1: Ooh, uh, yeah,
0: I'm feeling, oh, there's a lot of people, they're in pain here today. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and? <laughs> I not think you've seen the wrong thing yeah. rather hey, God's here so, so when you've got, right, okay credit word, it starts out there's a load of you in pain here today you go now, perhaps all those people are not in that place is they get to become spectators in, in a different party mm. So, I think what well, when you discern that is how you apply that. I say, right, okay, well, we don't really got it there on this stuff, so actually, boom! Now, you can, I, I think you can identify stuff once you've got God wrong. Because eh? God's here, God's here, God's here, he's, God's here, he's perfect, love, ready, cast out all fear, anybody fearful, boom, off we go. Do you understand? Know say this? is just the way around the doing it. So, I'll be picking up on this week. So, next week, next Wednesday, I'm doing a training here for for, our folks. I'm sorry, it's not. I might try and sneak in, but I might not let (laughs) it. I shouldn't let it be known, but I'm too too far down the track now. I'm, I'm doing a training on what I call reading the room. How do we read what's going on spiritually? So it's like even this morning, I thought, ooh, what's going on? Oh, right, okay, God, what are you saying? I'm starting to read the room spiritually. What's God saying? What's God doing? I'm looking all the time for what God is doing. I'm not looking all the time for what the devil is doing. I'm not interested in that sense. I'm interested in people's life, but I I, I don't find find much solution in seeing what the devil is doing. What I can look at anywhere across any room I can do this it's probably I am do it anywhere I can see where the Holy Spirit's rest do so. stuff I'll train myself to do that um, because I want to see what he's doing you know I can do it in this room right now but I can do it actually if I take this blue water I can go to the train station over there I can see what God is doing I see where the Holy Spirit's specifically landing and doing things so is that
1: a gift or
0: how do you um, it? it's something I ask for because I saw John Wimber do it. I saw John Wimber. I was at John Wimber meeting. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'd not seen much of John Wimber. I was a bit late to the party because I was working at the junior hospital doctor and stuff like that. So, so when I saw him, I, I knew his reputation, a great man of God. And, and so I expect and him. And he preached. The preacher was all right. Um, I thought, okay. Um, then he said, okay, we're going to stop there. And then he said, I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come. Okay. And he uh, used to lean on the lectern, didn't he? Just lean on the lectern and say, oh, Holy Spirit, come. I thought, that's pretty untramatic. <laughs> this was in the Brighton Conference Centre, so I'm, I'm sitting there waiting. I mean. Yeah, and then, then he's just waiting. he's
1: and
0: watching. He's waiting, and then he's watching. He's waiting. And I'm waiting. I don't know what I'm waiting for, but I'm waiting. I'm. <laughs> And he'd wake up and, wait. and Obviously, but then, then one of he says, oh, oh, I can see the Holy Spirit. I mean, here." Yeah, well, at this point my eyes come out and stalks. I thinking, you know. I've, I've never heard anybody say this before. What do you mean you can see the Holy Spirit? <laughs> so, so I'm sitting up on the balcony, so I'm sort of taking my glass off, rubbing my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then,
0: then with this, this it was probably about the best part of two or three hundred people fell out in the spirit Oh, Yeah. <laughs> and I was and I also you obviously see stuff I don't see. Well and I, oh, you could go, That's weird, that's one yeah, yeah. and then he said, Oh right, then, then he started looking around and said, Oh right, the yeah, Holy Spirit's up
1: here now, And
0: and it's up on the balcony, so it wasn't my bit of the balcony, but it was a bit around there. And with this, this whole section, they, they fell out in spirit laughing and joy of on them nothing. Right because this bit was definitely power. this lot weren't laughing this lot got, no, polished. a bunch of laughing up here and I'm thinking wow <laughs> I, I, just, I think I, to know, I was just a bit, you know, I was amazed and all I know inside me was I thought I'd like to do that I'd like to be able to see that that's, and that's all it was it was honestly now a little while after that I was in a meeting and I had this sensation. And, I, uh, and my, my, my attention was brought to a place. I wonder if that's it. Can I, 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 now, at that point, this is where you, you've got a choice of whether you're stepping out in faith or not. So I thought, okay, now. Now, I was, I was leading um, the church just about being in this church, that's the other thing. And um, so I just started an experiment. I think it's what I'm seeing. So I used to go across and then lay hands on people and go, boom, boom, boom. <coughs> I think that does work. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and so he's experimenting. And then, I'll, then I'd ask for more details of what, what he's doing. And then I can do it. But I had to train myself to do it. But I, I had to believe I could do it, because I was trusting God. Because mm. it would be easy to persuade myself out of that. Or tell myself, that's John Wimber level, that's not you level. Mm. Mm. You know, who do you think you are? Mm. That's, that's common. who do you think you are, to see how your spirit. Mm. And I, t- I do and oh. teach people this, actually, more and more is actually, now, within the context of Eastgate, people can do this. I couldn't teach people to do this for donkeys here say do you do
1: that
0: I have no idea in one sense all I know is I ask for it and then people say well, what do you see I said I don't see anything I just I literally I, there's nothing physical going on I like it. so rested on you at the moment Pete <laughs> and he's resting on you for power and you see this first power breakthroughs coming up And they'll be a bit unusual as well. Look for the unusual opportunity. Step out It's not necessarily going to be the confines of the church, are they? Mm-hmm. That's how I'm doing. I do it. I look and see and then I think, okay, it gives me that. Then I see if there's anything more. And they don't always prophesy it. Sometimes I just interact and Sometimes I don't do anything. It just helps me. And I might interact with that person, because I think there's something they might need. Or, but. I can yeah, lay hands on you, but well, I did this morning, I'm looking out where I'm where going I can lay hands on you I'm actually looking out in this context where is God doing things I don't know. Now, I'm not the only sole agent of this, so it's not like I see the only one you know, I'm, God's quite capable of sorting this, this, this meeting out on his own <laughs> I'm, I'm here to cooperate with him mm. and, and that's what I do so I, honestly, that's really, really important see what is God doing in the room. And then move with that. So where's the, where's the spirit blowing? Where's the, where's the wind blowing? Put yourself up in that direction. That's, that's the most sensible mm-hmm. thing I know how to do. Yeah, Mark. Oh. Yes. not, so uh, well, I've got a gift of times I've still chosen to speak in tongues and I've, now, I've now trained myself to do it 24-7, so it's actually not as much a choice as well, but it has been a choice. It's, it's now part of life, because actually I chose to make it part of my life. Um, I think with the gift of faith, everybody's got, all Christians have got faith, so what does it mean to have a gift of faith? Well, I think it, I think in my experience there's two, there's two aspects to it, which is a gift of faith have you ever had one of those times where you're facing something and all of a sudden you're hit with a certainty that this is going to work? And I remember I had this with a friend at university, um, a good close friend of mine, not a Christian, but he was seeking and, and he was asking all sorts of questions and he asked me all sorts of questions that I didn't have the answers to. You know, that's what you do at university, come up with smart questions. But he was actually genuinely <laughs> seeking. Some people, some people ask questions because they just trying to catch you out. <laughs> what happened with this guy? He used to ask me all sorts of tricky questions. I don't know the answer. A couple of day, days later, he'd come back he'd, with the answer to his own question. <laughs> <laughs> One time, he talked to me about evolution and creation, um, which is the way of the answer. Of course, I've got cheated off with talking about that. <laughs> it, it never made a blind bit of difference to anybody. Um, once i realised that the basis is in Hebrews 11 that it's by faith I understand the world world's made of God's command, it's a faith issue, not a logical issue. <laughs> and so my friend Eric was, was saying, "You know, I, said, Look, I, I don't generally do much about this." Then he came to a cup date. I said, "You know what? Christians can't believe in the evolution, can they?" Why? So Eric said, "Well, in order to believe in the evolution, you have to believe that death came before the fall." Don't we? well, that's a really good answer. I wish I'd <laughs> come up with that one. <laughs> that, that, is, that, that is a genius answer. It really is a good answer. Oh, wow. Oh pass it only, you'd have know that one. I thought that is brilliant. but at that point I thought, God's given him revelation, this guy's seeking. And at that point, with that, boom, I knew he was going to become a Christian. I had no doubt about it in my life. It was quite, It wasn't just a response to that. Something happened. And I stopped trying after that with him. I said I said to him, Eric, just tell me when you become a Christian. <laughs> and that's why I said, so he goes, oh, I, I'm not sure I'm helping you. <laughs> but I wasn't unhelping, on but you know, I, I, one, one Monday morning. This was in medical, first year medical school, and we're in the lecture theatre, there's 120 of us, and a brief full lecture theatre. Eric wanders in, and in front of the whole year of medical school, hey Pete, I oh, became a Christian! Like, last night." <laughs> and that friendship carries on to this
1: right?
0: so, day. So I think, I think you've got a gift of faith which gives you a sense. I also think. There's the concept of gift of faith which catalyzes the whole environment to grow in faith. Mm. So it's like if you have a prophet amongst you, the whole level of prophecy goes up. If you have an evangelist amongst you, hopefully, like you've had, you know, the guys come amongst you, what you're saying is you go up levels. I think if you get people with gift of faith that's specific, they're, they're, so I have a gift of faith, I know that. Which is why I told you, by the time you leave here, your faith will be high. Why? I know that works. <laughs> I'm not confident because but I just know I've got a gift. It's like, a Julian Adams comes so amongst you, you know, you've got an expectation that your prophetic level is going to go to, Sean pulse is coming. Do you understand? Because those are gifts that are amongst us to equip the church. So I think a gift of faith is there to equip the church to rise up in faith. And I think it has that broad general aspect to it as well as specific aspects to it. So I sometimes think just it's there, it's done, but I think also it's something that you have to Grow and, and choose to, 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 to grow. Mm-hmm. So, I'll tell you how to grow now. Ten steps. not step, ten ideas. <coughs> if you were here for the Manly Clark Conference, you will have me do these ten, okay? So, these are forming the basis of my book, I'm just working on that. Sir. that will be coming out, hopefully. Okay, so we've got this to land. What part are we doing to ministry, Okay, right. I know you haven't had a cup to tea side. So you've got me to sit on
1: there.
0: <laughs> um, so how to grow in God? Number one, how to grow in faith. Number one, encounter God. Encounter God simply for encountering God's sake. Um, <coughs> In the Hebrews eleven it says that he who comes to God must believe that he is, he exists, that he is, and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That the, the he is is really important. Your your, your job of of, 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 of uh, how to grow faith is to discover who God is, and as he's infinite and eternal, there's no end to how much you can discover. So so I'm always looking for more and I will often find that more that happens to me in an encounter <coughs> and for me that, that, that's, that's usually, I'm in personal that, that encounter is usually in a corporate setting rather than a personal setting but I have had ones in personal settings some people that's always going to happen well, it will more like happen in a personal setting it, it, it depends depends on personalities now I personally know that soaking I can do it. I've done yeah. it, and I've encountered God in it. But I'm usually on board after five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's hey, we're soaking now. <laughs> it's not. They're, they're, there's, no, there's no formulas as, as how you can go encounter God. There are ideas. So be, be wary of the latest. Hey, everybody has to do this. You know, this is this is the latest thing. No, it's not. It's just another thing. So it's you know all, all sorts of ideas out there. You know, it's like yeah, you know, what we're expressing in worship this morning was different, it was new, you know. Um, but don't think if you go and you know, whack a rod on the floor, it's necessarily going to create an environment like you had this morning, yeah? <laughs> I'm, we weren't quite sure what they were making of it downstairs. Hey, we were doing <laughs> That's not my, oh. like They thought we were doing yoga. Yeah. Oh, good. That's nice. <laughs> Well, there we go. That's interesting. We're we'll in with that. Put with that. It says this. It says, my message In 1 Corinthians 2, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. I need to encounter the power of God to go and place. And I have had all sorts of extraordinary encounters with God. I remember one time, I was praying for somebody else at the new frontiers, conference leaders gathering and God called me completely unaware of myself. as if I was here praying for somebody there then the power of God lifted me up and threw me through the air and I landed back about here went over the rose of chairs. I landed on my back and it hurt <laughs> <laughs> and I had the marks to prove it as well I was lying on there I thinking hey, what was that about? I was talking to a guy, I said, what? what was that about? And he said to me, I'm just showing you. <laughs> I said, well, just showing you what? It's just, it's just showing you that I can. I thought, you I can. Now, I, you know, that, I didn't forget that. He could have told me that he's powerful, while well, I'm praying for somebody else, but I, I know he's powerful in a different way. My son, when he was 11, he, prayed for, he was glued to the floor for an hour and a half. I think you're asking you know, me so those what he said. He felt like he was just strapped to the floor. I, I couldn't get him up. I'm trying to get him up because he was a on. No, I'm not. You cannot persuade him that God's not powerful. Why? Because he's he got demonstration of the Spirit's power that, mm. that he experienced personally. He doesn't need any more reason for it than that. He said, well, what was that about? He met God. Yeah, but what's the point? He met God. Guy had a cold dust on his all over him. what's that about you met God God mm-hmm. created something they're demonstrations of his power to do whatever he chooses to do <coughs> um, faith comes from hearing we already talked about that but hearing is a continual relational concept and, and <coughs> so in that sense am I still in connection with God so I'm still hearing him so uh, probably the one example I tend to use most about is, is that Abraham heard, you know, from God to kill his son. But it was a good job he kept on listening. Because if you hadn't, you would have killed the promise. And what I find is a lot of Christians park on, on, on the promises that they've already had without listening to what's going on now. And I think that are people who, who, who lose the now because of they they just part on what they have heard. Now, sometimes... You need to talk with us in this building. God told us he placed us in the east gate of the city. We knew we'd heard that, we were certain, but we actually made sure that we kept on listening. You know, And, and God reaffirmed it to us sometimes. God told us it was nine times that we were going to be forerunners. And We had all sorts of things that kept on coming. Um, and I think that ability to keep on hearing, because that means I'm still dependent <laughs> upon him rather than something he told me a while back. So don't get me wrong, don't ditch your prophecies. But make sure you're up to speed with your connection. 1 Corinthians 12 says it's a, it's a gift, so ask for it. It's very simple. There's say much more than that. Um, Luke 8.18 talks about listening carefully. It says, uh, pay careful attention to how you listen. He who has, more will be given. He who has not, even what he has will be taken away from him. Um, the, the opportunity that placed in front of people as uh, to whether they grow in it or diminish in it um, is dependent on the way that they interact with that uh, opportunity. So, some people will interact uh, with uh, we have a manifestation of Gold Cross Some people interact with that with fascination, some people act with, it, with, with ridicule. It's the same yes. on the day of Pentecost. Yeah. On the day of Pentecost, some interact with, 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 with curiosity and others with ridicule. So who, who got benefit of what was there And the ones who are actually pushing in for it. They've, they've been careful how they listen. And if you listen with, I, I would suggest, suspicion is not your friend. Caution is not your friend because they both have fear and something. Suspicion has often got some tied in, it. a bit. So what you want to do is you want to listen with a view to moving forward, not, not, not put the brakes on. You can listen to a healing testimony and you can be thrilled or offended. Offended that God didn't heal your mum, my mum. Or thrilled that God's it and that we were on a journey all the time. <clears throat> so the ability to overcome disappointment is, is really important. I think I'll told you about it with my mum. Cancer, you know, she died and but before she dies, she urged me to never stop praying for the sick. And uh you know, it wasn't fun, painful. And then nine years later the lady turns up at a healing centre with exactly the same cancer that killed my mum. And when she goes in for her operation ten days later, she has that no cancer. I told that story around New Clark recently and the lady much time they, they, they said, well, sorry to disturb you, we to introduce you to somebody. I Actually, mean, this lady's daughter who brought her to the healing centre in the first place. She said, "Thank you for still celebrating." And what you need to know, mum is feeling great. After two years on mum's doing great. Off. It's interesting. interesting. It has an interesting battle because when you're in a medical system or something like that, and they will keep testing you, mm-hmm. right, rightly so, because there is a concern it's going to come back. So, because of that concern, she still has to battle with the fact that God has really healed her. Do you understand? So, so, so I thought that's an interesting insight into that. Yeah. but But the the daughter said, thank you that you're still celebrating this in faith. And she said, because not everybody in our environment is doing that. Some of them are reacting with it in terms of, oh, well, we don't really know. Well, I do know. I I know God did something and I'm trusting that that's going to... I am far more likely to, to keep hold of that by holding on to the good rather than letting go of the good. Yes. And I think there are some answers in that, which I haven't got time to go into, as why people... Luke, Yes. We
2: need
0: to save that one for another day, okay? When talking talk about the Roman centurion, we need to understand how authority works. The authority... Heaven's authority is always given to increase freedom in an environment. Mm-hmm. 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 Always. <clears throat> So, so freedom is increased by tearing down the works of darkness, but it is never increased by tearing people down. That, that makes sense, didn't it? Your authority is not being given to tear down, but to build up. It says. So understanding how authority works. But I have authority over every sickness, every disease, every work of darkness. And if I understand, I've got authority. Then actually, I should just exercise calm authority. So authority is not not demonstrated by volume or length of prayers or uh, getting a, a massive crowd together. This say this one, but, um, it's quite common when people start our day school when they've got the a you know, say relative is ill. He says, "Oh, can we?" So we could all gather together and pray. I said, "Well, why do you want to do that?" I say, well, we did get everybody. I said, well, why? I said, what makes you think that's more effective than you praying on your own? Or me praying? Why do you need a crowd? Because i would thought have one person who's praying in place face and the crowd that's praying in unbelief. <laughs> but it's tragedy How would you believe that the more people you get praying into a meeting, the more likely it is to be effective? now, just examine that for a moment I'm not saying it's wrong to get people together to pray because it happens but but somehow we have an idea that the more of us can gang up on God the more likely we are to be able to persuade him to do what what we want him to do he's got to listen to this but but that's not what it says Jesus didn't keep a crowd around when he wanted to raise the dead he basically evicted unbelief. the belief so what I do is I say, I'll pray with you shall I let's join together and I get them to pray first and say I'm going to join in with your faith because actually you know what we are talking about so we do and I think we have to educate people out this idea that somehow that mm. otherwise I said, also the reality is we'd, we'd be doing that forever more we'd, just be, a, we'd be a problem based on you know organisation trying to handle everybody's prayer mm. requests <laughs> <coughs> keep moving it's a journey Wherever you are in your journey, keep moving forward. And what, like I said today, I believe you can move forward every day by connecting with God in how you need Him at that moment of time, but also living out of that overflow. And don't be frightened to face facts. Got a difficult situation? You might need comfort. Need financial permission? You, know, you need to meet the provider. a provider. Feel a bit down? You need joy. So, things that get on top of you? You need hope. Now, He's the source of all those things. Now what I'm say is success is just keep moving forward Once you go back, once you start going backwards you're, you're, you're going to struggle Forward momentum is really important um, Overcome fear of failure Because sometimes when you're stepping out of faith, it's a risk Often is, and I know John Woodby used to call, spell faith, R-A-S-K um, So, I'm talking to Tina Day Stepped out in the faith. They courage it took you to do what you did this morning, didn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it over lunchtime. Right, Because well, I said, ooh, well, 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 this is going to work. It, is that? It is. Now, if you create a free environment, a free environment where we're, we're stepping out in faith is success, rather than an environment that needs to know the result there and then. See, I would suggest to you that the two weeks that that lady was prayed for on the gazebo in Gravesend, they had no idea she'd be healed. Because he wasn't at the yeah. And we didn't know until two years later. You could easily be God that as a favour. Yes. We prayed for that lady. You could easily think she didn't get healed. Well, but we didn't know. But we do now.
2: <laughs>
1: but... but
0: and I think sometimes we just have to trust God because, you know, God doesn't do it all the ways we We like to see it instant, don't we? I love seeing instant healings. But there's always a the case. How many people have got healed that you don't know about? That's a good thought. So, if you, when you're stepping out of faith, it's success. Stepping out the boat. No, that's a great face by Peter to step out the boat, didn't it? Did he fight? So he began to sing, didn't he? Uh, you could be one of the other eleven thinking. <laughs> yeah. Knew that was gonna happen. Knew that was gonna happen. What did Jesus do? Said, so come up here. <laughs> <coughs> Who learned to walk on on water that day? Only one. Only one person learned to walk on water that day. Only one had that experience with Jesus. I'm going to say is build a community of faith, build great churches. I'm absolutely passionate about the need to build great churches we're looking at Harvest Build you know and there's thousands of people you know we're to work book we're planning <laughs> you, know, you know working out how to start the second morning meeting we're just trying to get ourselves ready for, for the for the numbers Um, and you know whatever size church you are um, it's not it's not about numbers but you do need to know how to build a great church to grow because there's lots out there and I, I hate the idea of people being born again into Christian slavery as One great place great places where, where churches have got freedom in them, I <coughs> said so chatting to Tina. Actually, the guy playing the drum today as He's just saying, just say thanks for creating a place where actually this degree of freedom could happen. I'm God, not, not, I do not know what's going on. I bet they're even that downstairs. <laughs> what he said is, that? It's, it's, we've actually got we've got the development corporation for the whole city meeting downstairs. Okay. Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd take it that while you were doing it. I had a choice at that moment in time. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, I went through a choice this morning. Okay. And I'm talking to God about it. Because we are wise about this, actually, with virtue as well. Trying to keep too many manifestations out of the cafe because we don't want to place something box with these people. No, actually yeah what's going on here what's going on here is far more important than what's going on down there right now. Because we're breaking through into freedom and this is actually opening up this whole city, so so I'm not giving into that because that that's this one. Okay. So what what what's God, what 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 that? Freedom. Spiritual freedom is really, really important. So we need to build great churches where freedom reigns.
1: Mm
0: and then the last number 10 is, is be aware of the unseen realms I've talked to you, John Wimber and Elisha's servant you know, when he can't, when they wake up and they're surrounded all, all the servants can see is the human reality but Elisha sees what God has already given to them you know, you see Elisha didn't ask God to send his army at that time, I think it's really interesting didn't he? he said well just open his eyes you know, how much has God already given us how much inheritance have you got How much inheritance have you got? Everything. Have you seen it all yet? No. no. So what we need is our eyes opened to what has already been given. <clears throat> and I sometimes think we're actually asking for things that were already given, we've just not got their eyes open to see them. I'm not convinced you can ask God to give you more authority. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to fall on my sword on this one, but I'm. I, I don't ask God to give me more authority, but I do want to see more of it. Does that make sense? So I'm, I'm learning. learning to appropriate what has already been given, and then that gets come into place on planet Earth. I'm not pleading with God to give me what He's already given. So I don't ask. You know, broadly speaking, if I, if I if I do something wrong, I'll ask God to forgive me, but. I, really have have got no time for continual asking for the forgiveness of sins I did that when I was 16 and I can't really it, it drives me but I don't believe you've done it or not I'm quite capable of saying sorry when I get it wrong but I'm, I don't come to God you know confessing my sin because he, he took it away no, uh, that's not faith. That's, that's a denial. I apologize that's what happens in your but we don't do it yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, rejoice in, in what he's already doing to you. Okay, so, <coughs> let's activate like this, shall we? Mm-hmm. So, number one, you can't do it. Number two hearing. Number three, gift. We can do those ones quite quickly. aren't we? Number four, is listen carefully. <coughs> so I want you to where you basically just 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 put your stuff down, spit out our hands. Just to yourself.
2: In a sense of openness and room to a seat. Okay, if you want to go and lie down.